Welcome to our show. Today we have a guest, his name is Israel Alvarez from Mexico City. We're gonna find out a little bit about what it's like for him to be a chef in Canada, and also what it was like for him to have been a chef in one of the top restaurants in Mexico City. Let's bring him in. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me. Yes, so this is Israel Alvarez. You come from Mexico City and you're now in Canada. That's right. It's been uh, 11, 11, 12 years already. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to know about what it was like as a chef uh, working for the Pujol restaurant. If you can tell us a little bit about that restaurant, because lots of people don't know about it. And then also your experience there. Yeah. Um, so I, I started working at, at Pujol when I was about 22 years old. Um, that's 2020. 2000, 2002 um, and um, the experience working at that kind of restaurant um, it just opens your mind you opens your mind in, in many different ways um, your set of skills also amplifies um, and the dedication and, and commitment that you have to put through every day it's a hundred percent and and, a, and the extra mile that yeah. you have in, in those kind of situations um, but it also makes you feel so proud of working for, um, for a group of people that, that care about uh, all the details in the industry and in hospitality industry to give you the, one of the best experience uh, that people can go and, and have for the families or for um, business uh, meetings or, or just to have a good time uh, dining in, in the restaurant and, and the experience that we that that Pujol provides is, is, an, is an excellent source of happiness and, uh, and, 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 and a new experience for many people. Yeah, and most people don't know, but Pujol is one of the, one of the top restaurants now. Uh, yeah. It has a Netflix, one of the top chefs has his own show uh, on Netflix, Top Chefs, right? That's right. Yeah, so, um, so Enrique Olvera is, 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 the, um, is the chef of, of, uh, of the whole group um, of Pujol. And um, yeah, he, he's a very successful guy with a lot of integrity and, um, and always looking to excel of what he, of what he does and, uh, and has put Mexican cuisine in a, in, in a top level of, of among other cuisines in the world. Um, and that's very important for, for Mexico. I think that our, our heritage with culinary, uh, it's, it's, it's been, not taken too seriously for for many years um, until things start changing um, in, in in the country and and that's uh, that's a lot because of of what he of, of what his influence um, that he put into into the into the restaurant and, and what he does yeah because a lot of times we we actually think of Mexican food as cheap or something you can like street food or you know something that is just going to be like a fun thing with friends that's not going to be expensive and but that everyone's going to love because everyone loves Mexican food right and so it's you know when you watch that video when I've talked to you in the past it just sounds like he took it to a higher level and I don't think most people ever have experienced the sophistication that comes with the choices that he makes as far as his vegetables, as far as his ingredients, and as far as the combinations that he makes that stay true to authentic Mexican and actually 
really reveal a lot about your heritage. So can you tell us just a little bit about his way of doing things and how that inspired you? Well, he, um, Pujol really focuses on, on, on what is coming from, from the farms and from the producers around Mexico. So we always wanted to bring the best produce and, and, the, and the best uh, ingredients um, that are around. Uh, and that's basically the, the, main, the main focus of, of everything. When you have a great, a great um, ingredient, uh, it's very easy to, to excel and, and, and to promote and, and to put things together on a, on a dish that people can experience um, the, the, fact, the wow factor, like, wow, I never, I never had this before. Even though I know that it's a taco, but I'm, I'm, I'm having one of the best tacos in my life. Um, so that's, um, that's, very, uh, that's very important for, for, for Enrique and for Puyo and, and in terms of bringing always the best and, and using the best techniques and, and, and the freshness of your ingredients and the setup. The, this, it's like how, how, we, how Puyo sets the, the scenario to, to, their, to their customers. Um, and that's all the single details that, that goes through, through, through the production and through service. Um, it's a combination of, of, of team effort um, just to provide the best experience. Um, and to also you know, recognize that Mexican food is it's, uh, it's wide and, and it has so many, so many regional cuisines. And he's also been investing a lot in, in traveling um, and getting the knowledge in, in reg regional knowledge and, and he will always come back and and think about how how to implement those new knowledges into into his menu um, and that's that's uh, that's how that's how I see how how he he's, he's been achieving um, a lot of um, a lot of rewards and, and awards around the world yeah, and what's so exciting is you were part of that and you kind of, you had some experience already at cooking schools. You had gone to Spain and done some things and then starting at his restaurant, you kind of started at the bottom and then you slowly started getting more responsibilities and learning more with him. Yeah, it, it was, um, so when I came back from Spain, I, I, I wanted to work for, for um, something that will really push me forward and 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 luckily I I... I found Enrique in, in, at the restaurant and we got an interview. Next day I started working. Uh, from that moment, I knew that, that I was in, in a place where I wanted to be. And uh, it took me a little while to, to get through, through the process of, of climbing the ladder to, to, to become a chef de cuisine, uh, which is in Spanish is called jefe de cocina. Um, um, and, and it was, it was, it was, a, it was a really good experience, um, you know, getting to know him, getting to know the people, getting to know all the team, um, and, um, and how we expand into, into, into providing one of the best experiences in, in Mexico, in terms of, of Mexican food, right? Um, there is many, as you can see, there's Mexico City has lots to offer in terms of food. Uh, food is everywhere. There's, there's many restaurants per cup, you know, for in every neighborhood, there's restaurants, there's, there's, there's so many, so many things going on with food. So it was hard at the beginning to get the attention. Um, but he's always, he's always was, he was always pushing forward, you know, always going to push forward there, his team. Um, and, um, and the dedication that was, that, that we put into it in, 
in, in, in, in the whole and the whole aspect of the restaurant. That was what I, I think was the success of it. And it still has been the success of it. Yeah. And yeah, so moving on from, I'm going to take that word you just said, success, because we've had several conversations. And what I think so interesting is you're in Canada now, and I'm originally from the U.S. I've lived in Europe, and I feel like the European idea and the North American idea of success um, are, are a little different um, when it comes to how you're seen and what happens and you're respected and um, people are happy for you, right? In general, people are happy for you when you're successful. And so I'd like for you to share basically what happens, and that can be actually common in Mexico, when you become successful and you become in the public eye somebody who's successful and you become more and more well-known what what can happen there seem to be risks with that yeah i think i think the the more um the more you are um, exposed to the public and, and the more the more you have um some sort of a public eye um it, it becomes sometimes with risk um and um and that's that's something that you have to be uh, probably careful and, and yeah so it, it is it is an issue um sometimes when it comes about right because you're in canada now and so would you can you tell the viewers uh what happened that actually was a pretty life-changing experience and made you decide i'm leaving mexico i need to get out of here and get to canada yeah uh, yeah i can share for sure that um so during 2007, uh, 2008, um, I was uh, I was having a, a little bit of a break from from, um, from the responsibilities and from from uh, working so hard at, at that level, um, and then it, it it becomes a it was it was just a, it, I, I was kidnapped in Mexico, um, and and, um, and I think that it's it's something that changed my life in in many ways. Um, and I think when, when you become part of a, a successful group, you, you might be a target um, and people might think that they can take something from you, right? Something that you've been working so hard and you've been building all, all this all from, from years. Um, and yeah, so it, it, becomes, it becomes an issue sometimes. Um, and I was kidnapped uh, for about... 48 hours um, and the situation wasn't really, um, it was something I never expect. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, the people that, that kidnapped me, they, they basically knew who I, who I was, what I work for, um, they know my schedule. So they were probably looking after me. Um, and, uh, and that changed everything after I, and, when I was released, I I decided to change my life, and and, and I didn't feel safe in in, in the environment. Um, and I have to leave everything I was I, I built in in the in those five years. Um, and it was very hard to me to take the decision to leave everything and and start new again uh, in a country that I wasn't even able to speak English uh, at that time, like like I do right now. Um, and yeah, everything changed and, and, and the situations in Mexico sometimes can be very hard. Right. And what I think so interesting, it's kind of pertinent 
to what's happening in the world today, people feeling like, you know, you see what's going on in the US, you see police brutality, you see all these things happening and it's been so embedded in the system. It's been so, it's so embedded in the culture that it's coming out and people are like, oh, I'm surprised. And it's like, no, this has been going on forever, you know? And these type of things have been going on in Mexico forever. And the police are, I mean, I'm gonna say it, they're corrupt. And I mean, I guess we can find that in every single country, but especially in Mexico, it's known that way. And you even said like, you went to the police and not much happened, right? Like, tell us when you went to the police that what happened. So yeah, so uh, well, when I was released from this group of people, um, I, luckily I didn't have no, nothing much happened to me. A couple of bruises and, and couple couple things like that. So I went the next day and I tried to figure out um, how to. So because they took my car, so they were doing some activities with while I was uh, I was I mean I, I was being. Um, kept by by these people um, so I wanted to check what 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 are the deal with with the police and and police um, at that time they didn't believe I was I was uh, they, they thought I was lying to them they they didn't actually took it very seriously because they they look at me and they say well you're you're still alive you and you have you're 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 good I mean I can see you 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 don't have any bruises you're you're you have your both ears you have fingers you Nothing happened to you, right? Um, so that was very frustrating to to hear that from from an authority and and and, and yeah, so right because you said to me, you know, in a different conversation, like they didn't take it seriously because you were everything was perfect. You looked physically okay, and right. you said to me even like you're you were lucky because a lot of people come back and they are missing like fingers or an ear or something really awful happened physically. But, um, but there's also that emotional side that's traumatic. And I, I feel like the fact that nobody was there to support you emotionally, the police didn't say like, this is awful. This happened. We're going to find out who did this to you. This should never have happened. They yeah. never said that. It was like, get out of here. This isn't serious. You know? Yeah. Like we have something else to, to look after. Uh, you're you're not you're not that serious um yeah and they they you know that that was that was the i think was the the moment i i realized um i needed to do something else and um and i and and, and that's what i i choose to come to to canada mm -hmm. yeah and so you decided to leave everything behind you came to canada you worked at a restaurant in edmonton that's correct, correct. and then yeah. after that you came to victoria where you are now that's right. Yes. And you mentioned to me also that you, one reason you liked cooking was also because you had kind of grown up and that made like, it was like a family environment where people socialize around food. And um, that also you were very connected to the Mexican heritage of the corn tortillas. And mm. you wanted to do something with corn tortillas, the real corn tortillas that we don't find here at all. And almost you're uh, almost, I would say, embarrassed by what people are considering the real thing. And I've seen your videos. I've seen uh, photos from different meals that you prepared before COVID when you were working at a restaurant here. And I just thought the, the corn tortillas you're making look nothing like what you buy in the store. Like it's two different things, right? And um, 
So I wanted you to tell us a little bit about the foundation of a good corn tortilla and what that is to you. Absolutely. They, um, so what I do at the, uh, what I was doing at the Breakwater, it, it was I, I tried to to bring to Victoria uh, the foundation of Mexican cuisine, which in, in terms of, of what we do down there, um, we have a, a huge variety of, of, of corn, uh, and corn has been the basics of the um, uh, civilizations in like in like Mesoamerican civilizations, right? Um, so I try to I, what I try to do is is to bring that foundation here um, in, into in Victoria. So we we were uh, importing um, exporting sorry corn single origin corn from Mexico from different regions of Mexico, um, um, trying to help farmers down there as well to always keep that process of, of farming. Um, and what I try to do here is just to bring the best quality tortillas that, um, that are not available in the market. It's a, it's a process that, 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 uh, that it takes time. Um, you, have to, you have to use only three ingredients, uh, which is the single origin corn, has to be uh, organic and heirloom corn. Um, you use calcium hydroxide, which is as, um, as in, as like a pickle and lime or a slake lime, um, and then you use water. So there's three ingredients that the recipe hasn't changed for, for centuries, right? Um, and to compare with the tortillas that, that are in the market are, are two different things, are completely two different things. So in order to get that process going, um, it's, it's important to understand the process. Um, you have to cook the corn, the dry, dry kernel corn with calcium hydroxide and water and near to a boiling point and then let it soak for 16 to 14 hours overnight. And from there, next day, what I do is I, I, I come back to the kitchen and I start um, rinsing the corn. Um, and the outer um, shell of the corn comes off and that's when the magic starts. Um, the components inside of the corn um, change and, and it, it, it just makes more sense for, for the corn to be ground. So what I do is I grind the corn and I get a dough. That dough, it's what, it's how you make the tortillas. Um, and it's, 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 there's no, nothing else, there's no wheat, there's no animal product into it. So it's completely gluten-free, it's vegan, and most importantly, it's organic. Um, yeah, and it's also extremely nutritious. So when you use the real process and the, the correct type of corn, then you get something that's nutritious. And that's also important because you had told me once that um, America basically had come in and changed the entire way that they are cultivating and harvesting corn and stripped it basically of all its nutrients. And so now, you know, Mexico went from a nutritional uh, based corn tortilla to a basically corn tortilla that has no nutrients and uh, so you want to bring that back, bring that back, bring that in, like that foundation of the nu nutritious, delicious, and um, authentic Mexican tradition that's been around for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, right? That's correct. Yeah. So that's that's very important for me to um, to, to 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 send the message to 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 the to the people here, people in Victoria and in the island and in even Vancouver. Um, 
once you once you try the tortilla that is made with nixtamal, fresh nixtamal, which is called, is, is is well known as homini in North America, um, the experience of Mexican cuisine change a lot. Um, when you have a tortilla that is made from a masa harina, which is the product that um, is a nixtamal dough, but what they do in in a large scale of production, it, they dehydrate it, so they they the dough becomes powder. When it becomes powder, it has a, a longer life shelf. So that's a very good commodity for, for a lot of people that live uh, outside of the country and they can do tortillas, tamales, all that stuff. But the problem that I found, um, or the disadvantage, I would say, more specifically, is that um, the flavor, it's it's not nothing to compare to fresh nixtamal tortilla. Um, the nutrients are completely lost because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a product that it has been dehydrated. So it doesn't really have too much to offer. Um, and the aroma, the texture, it, it, it's a completely different thing. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys have experience when you, when you hold a taco. When you hold a taco, you, there's, also, there's also a way to hold a taco. You have to hold the taco with three fingers mm-hmm. like that and go like this, right? When you do this, um, if you have a bad tortilla, it falls apart, right? Most of the time it breaks down. Um, and even people do it at home and, and they, they put it in, in, a, in a pan and, and it kind of dries out and, and it's never flexible. So when you see one of my videos on Instagram or when you see one of the pictures on Instagram, you'll see that the flexibility of tortilla, it's, it's almost like it was like a gluten, but it's not gluten in there right. at all. Um, and it's soft and it's, and it's earthy and, and depending on what kind of corn you're using, you, you know, um, I use, um, um, currently I was using four different types of um, uh, um, heirloom corn. I was a blue, a yellow, a white, and a purple. So you have different colors as well, which when you have industrialized uh, tortillas, you only, might only have one color, either maybe two, white and yellow are the more, most common ones. Yeah. Uh, and they've been frozen they've been shipped from the states or they've been shipped from mexico and and mostly in the states to to the whole north america you know even 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 to europe and so you you have a tortilla that has been it's been frozen or or in storage for 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 many weeks um and that just diminished the purpose of of um of a good taco and 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 when people have that in mind how tortillas taste uh, so when I came to Canada, I couldn't find that tortilla, and I tried all the brands, and and I was, I was pretty sad I couldn't have that that smell that that um, re, um, you know I, I that I remember when I was a child. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally relate to that because it's like a lot of times, especially if you've lived in different countries or whatever, and then you're in a new country, you know, and you can't find something ba- something that was basic for you, like everyday life, right? And then there's a substitute for it, but it's not the real thing. You know, like when we lived in France, it was so normal to go get our baguette, you know, and everyone loves baguette. Like anyone from any country that comes to France, like they love to go to the bakery, right? And that's something French people do two to three times a day. They have baguette at pretty much every meal, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe two or three, you know, it's a really big part of their meal. And we moved to Canada like five, six months ago, and I can't eat the bread here. Like I don't, I don't, it's not appealing to me. And even if I go to a good bakery, I'm kind of like, well, it's just doesn't have the texture I want or the smell or the feel. And even my girls are like, 
next time we go to France, that's the first thing I'm going to do is go buy a baguette, you know? And I just feel like these type of things represent so much for us and even for society because they're, they're known all over the world, a real baguette. And if you go to the grocery store, sometimes they're like super soft and you're like, what is that? You know? And uh, same thing with the tortillas. You see them in a big plastic thing and there's like 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're super flat and solid. You take it out and you're like, you smell it and you're like, uh, um, yeah. And so I feel like this is the daily bread of Mexico, which had so many nutrients and people today are looking for healthy things. They're looking for gluten-free. They're looking for vegetarian and they're looking for something nutritious, low fat. Like this just answers all of it. Like this is just so perfect. And it's great that you want to bring it here and show people the authentic tortilla. And um, so you have uh, a couple ideas. And since we're kind of in isolation in COVID and you're kind of coming up with new ideas, just share with us a couple uh, exciting things that are happening for you that um, you're going to bring to Victoria in the, in the near future. Yeah. So the, the, the main idea I, I want, I wanted to come up with uh, it's um, having to next time tortilla is more available for everyone. Um, not only if you go to a restaurant. Um, so in the, in the near future, I, I would love to have uh, some sort of a tortilla factory, some sort of a, um, a production site where I can um, offer tortillas. So, not only me, but like many other many other people in in the city that own Mexican restaurants can have access to that um, type of tortilla. I'm pretty sure that they also have some frustrations with type of tortilla they they're they're, they're buying from um, from other companies or from the states mostly. Um, that um, it's not probably something they they want to use, or maybe it's the only options they can find. Yeah. Um. But I also also wanna expanding to that into that market because the, the more people the more people that are have access to to eat tortillas mixed amount tortillas i think the the grow it will it will be it will be a big change in the city yeah and when you say mixed tamal is that the type of corn or is that a type of or is that from the region or what is mixed tamal exactly mixed tamal is is a it's an indigenous word where which means um it's a dough. It's a corn that has been it's been ground with okay. and it's cooked with uh, some uh, ashes. Um, back in the days, um, ashes were something that um, um, the indigenous people of Mexico were, were using to cook the the, the kernel corn uh, because you have to have an alkaline solution to it. Uh, mostly in these days, we use the calcium hydroxide uh, to 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 produce um, the nixtamal. And the nixtamal is basically the kernel corn that is being cooked with an alkaline solution. That is basically what is next amount. And from that, from that, from that um, stage, you can ground it. You, you can ground the, the corn and produce the dough. With the dough, you can have many, many um, um, produce, uh, products. You can, have, um, you can have tortillas, you can have tamales, you can have uh, bacoyos. There's many, many, right. uh, many products that are available for it. So it's very versatile. Um, and, um, and that's what it, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, and I have a quick question about tamales because um, I love tamales and when I go to the U.S., it's easy to find Mexican supermarkets. And so every summer I go with my brother-in-law because he loves cooking and we get all the ingredients and we do get that kind 
and I'm sure it's the industrial one. You even told me the brand name. I'm sure it's that one. There's some brand that you always find. For uh, for the for the corn. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the brand of the the, the flour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's called uh, it's called it's called Maseca. Right. Maseca. Right. Maseca is the um, is the biggest uh, um, yeah is the biggest company that, that produces massively produce. Yeah. So what's like, so when we make our tamales, like we always think they're so great, you know, but like, what would, what would the main difference be if I wasn't to use the maseca and I was to use the corn that you're talking about that went through a completely different process? Like would the texture be different Would the taste, the smell, like. Yeah. So it's like, I always compare the, um, like, let's talk about these because I'll, I'll, I'm very, uh, very um, interested in, 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 in putting the message into, into your audience. Um, so when you use a product that is it's dehydrated and, and, and has a long life shelf, um, there's something that we don't know what it is, right? And so this flower, uh, it's, it's to compare with like uh, instant coffee for me. You know, when okay. you have a nice coffee, or you have a, um, a, a bag of mashed potato with it's like dehydrated flakes of mashed, of mashed yeah, potato. Yeah, like from a box and you just like box. add hot water and... So that's, the, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's how I compare the, the nixtamal, which is something that's fresh and, is, and it has a lot of nutritional values. Uh, and the texture and the aroma and, and flavor, is, it's completely different when, uh, as you use the, the maseca or, the, uh, or masa harina. Um, it is a different product uh, and it's not the same. It's like when I compare instant coffee with ground coffee, you, you do, you do one coffee with instant coffee and you do the other one with the ground the coffee. Beans, yeah. It's, it's a huge difference. Yeah. When, when you drink one, it's like, Oh, I don't know if I like this. When you drink yeah. a nice coffee, you, you know, it's a nice coffee. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the challenge that I, I have in, 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 in the next, in the next future when, um, when people are going to be, buying it or trying it at home and they're going to realize we've been missing, we've yeah. been missing this for, for decades we didn't know that it was tortillas was something really really good with a different flavor uh, with a different structure um, so that's what i wanted to bring into 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 the city um, um, that people want to want to want to try when they try this this next amount product they will completely understand what i'm talking about um, so when you talk about tamales um, and then you have this brand. Um, all you need to do is add water. And yeah. Salt, yeah. And then and then you have this aroma. But really, the flavor and 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 the texture it's nothing to compare with the nixtamal dough. Um, and and it is it's just it's just like the day and night to me. You know. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for sharing all of this. And I wanted to just say thank you for sharing even you know your stories from Mexico City and how you got here. I think it's amazing. A lot of people in your situation would maybe even want to like erase the fact that they're, they're heritage, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to remember where I come from because where I came from was traumatic, but you're still like, you know, moving on and you're still like, I'm from Mexico City. I like to cook authentic Mexican food. I'm raising the bar. I'm going to show people what it's about. Yeah, I had a traumatic experience, but I'm still proud of my heritage and I still want to get out there and let people know what it is. Real good Mexican food, real good authentic corn tortillas. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to have a lot of success here in Victoria. I'm really interested and curious to see like your next steps. And I was even thinking like, you know how sometimes people say, 
life's too short for bad coffee. Or, you know, they say stuff that's kind of like, life's too short for bad tortillas. Like, you you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing all of this, uh, the history and your new projects and your past and all of these things with us. We wish you the best and hopefully we can have you back on the show again once the COVID thing has, you know, once you decided how you're going to spread your love for corn tortillas in Victoria, what you're going to do. I know you're, you have some really cool ideas coming up, uh, then maybe we can bring you back on, let people know your new venture and um, let yeah, people there's, there's follow no- you on Instagram, see what you're doing. Yeah, it will be nice if I if I if I we can do some uh, events during the summer. Uh, there's something that I'm 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 looking for. I have uh, I met some chef in uh, in the last couple of weeks, and there will we might be doing something. Uh, we don't know, but I'll, I'll let you know. Um, and I'll let you know when I have a uh, piece of equipment that I that I'm already uh, it's on this way to produce um, more of these uh, lovely tortillas, and uh, and hopefully everybody can. Um, um, you know, go and try it, and, and and it's like a revelation. It's what people people always tell me. You know what? You ruined my life for tacos. <laughs> Why? Because then after trying these tortillas, that I never never thought that tortillas will have a real value in the taco, and I always say, well, the foundation of a taco is a good tortilla. That's never never been um, um, underestimated in, in Mexico. Um, and, 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 and I hope that, um, I hope that this, this project will, will, will take it out of the ground, off the ground and, um, and everybody can actually have access to the good tortillas in, in the island. Great. Well, thank you so much. And we will definitely be staying in touch and getting back, uh, to find out how you're doing in the next couple months. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. you.